0: Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. We're joined again today by Ken Graves. He is the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel in Central Maine. He left home at the age of 16 to pursue training in ministry. By the age of 22, he was led by God to return to his hometown to present the gospel and to build a church. That church has now grown into a healthy body of believers and church plants. Besides being the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ken travels throughout the United States and internationally much of the year speaking at conferences. He was also featured in Kirk Cameron's Connect documentary. Today on Connections, Pastor Graves will share more of his story with us and his experience working alongside Kirk Cameron. Today, we're joined once again by Pastor Ken Graves. He's the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel in Bangor, Maine. He says one of the best parts of his career was when he was asked to adopt his son, Benjamin. He says it was great to become a father a second time around. Pastor Graves, what amazes me the most about you is that you didn't have that kind of love growing up, but you've still been able to give that love back to your kids.
1: You know, I I, I honestly think that there are a lot of people that say things today it's kind of common for people to say, well, I have a hard time relating to God as our father in heaven. I didn't have a good father, and therefore, you know, I just, I don't like, and, and there are people who have tried to reinvent who God is which, is, which is great sin. But the fact is, even the person that doesn't have a dad or didn't have a good one or a good relationship with him still knows in their heart what they wish their father had been. That's the very thing they're judging their father by. There's a standard in everyone's heart, an ideal. And um, I have discovered God to be everything that we all wish an earthly father could be. And uh, I think that there's, a, there's an undeniable longing in our cultures, American and Canada, the West in general. As the families have, in fact, broken down, and uh, there are so many now who grow up fatherless, that uh, there's a longing that can only be realized, even if you have the greatest dad on earth. There's a longing that can only be realized in a right relationship with the one who created us. The answer to all the questions uh, are all part of his revelation to us. It's his joy to make those things known.
0: First of all, Pastor Graves, how did you connect with Kirk? And then tell us a little bit about the documentary. You know,
1: interestingly, I'm just kind of here in this little corner of the continent, minding my father's business. But over the years, in the last two and a half decades, somehow another, uh, my name got out there as somebody who ought to have come and speak to your men. I've done men's conferences almost every weekend for the last couple decades of my life. Almost every Friday morning, I'm getting on a plane to go somewhere and speak to men about Believe it or not, my my message to men is about Christ, the man of all men. It's not really focused on men or manhood as much as it is focused on the ultimate, the God-man, the bridge between God and man. He is the standard. Anyway, so I'm doing that. And in the course of doing that, other doors open. I do my best and usually make it back here to this little corner of the country before Sunday morning comes. Almost every Friday... More, uh, Friday night and Saturday morning I'm somewhere preaching. And when I go all the way on the other side of the Rocky Mountains, there's no getting back for Sunday and it was out there that Kirk Cameron had come and heard me preach. And out of that he reached out to me and just said, I want to wanna to be friends. What do you think? And I said, I'd love to be friends with you." <laughs> and it was it was that. We, he invited me to come out and and uh bought me a plane jacket, which was a very generous of him to come out and Let's just go for a hike. Why don't you hike? I said, well, I spent all kinds of time out in the woods. Let's, let's go hike. So we shared a hike together, and on that hike, we talked about everything in the world. It was that kind of a, a kind of a visit, where by the end of a hike, you truly know someone. And it was out of that, how our, our friendship began, that he asked me to participate in that uh, documentary. And I think, I think it was only asked because I'm just a pastor in a little country church. And just wanted a spiritual perspective on the, the issues that they were dealing with in that particular documentary.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about what that experience was like?
1: Well it was it was uh it was you know, a little different for me. I you know, it was it was but Kirk Kirk's got a gift of, of um, a gift to just I, I think create comfort. let just sit down and let's have a, a truly casual conversation and pay no attention to the fact that there are cameras on and that experience and I landed in Los Angeles he picked me up and and we uh, we drove to a church and not my not, not the church I pastor is a little church that they rented but it's a traditional little church house and we walked in the cameras were set up and we just sat down in fellowships. really we just sat down and visited and out of that they selected whatever um, you know video cuts were relevant to uh, to the documentary but it was really, honestly, it was just a quality visit with a good brother.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about what you talked about and what your thoughts are on that topic?
1: It is concerning because it is the influence. The entire world is able to fit through the eyeball. It is the, uh, the eye gate of a, a younger generation that so much information is flowing, and so much of the information is long. It is seductive and and, and intensely untrue. And it is, I I was glad that Gertz was wanting to address the, really, what he was dealing with was a stewardship issue, that as parents, we have to be the guard. We've got to be like the Lord Jesus said as the good shepherd. He said, I'm the door. Nobody comes into the sheep except through me. And that is the deal with the shepherd. The shepherd is the door. Any access to the sheep is going to be through the shepherd. And it must be that way with with fathers and mothers. We must be the door.
0: Why is it so important for us as parents to be involved in that world when it comes to our children?
1: It's become possible with the gadgetry of the modern age for a young person to live in a parallel world, to live a completely separate life with Completely mm-hmm. wicked and godless influences that are uh, owning so much of the space in their in their mind. And parents have got to practice stewardship. It is it is it is. Um, you, you remember? I don't know if you've ever heard people talk about. And they'll say it like in a negative way that that, that Christian kid is. They lived a very sheltered life. Mm-hmm. People will say that they live yeah. a sheltered life. Look, it's like it's a bad thing. To which my response has always been, you better believe I shelter my children. I, I have put roofs over them. I don't let them sleep outside vulnerable to the elements and all the dangers. No, I provide a house and and walls and doors. Yes, I shelter my children, but we don't stay in that house. We don't live our entire life. We go out from that house together into a crazy world. But we have that place to return to. And I really believe it is necessary for us to shelter our children. From the assault on their mind and their heart it is so bad, it's worse now. The, the, the access to the hearts of the young has never been so great. That access is something that we've got to guard.
0: So what about parents who are really struggling to understand this new world of technology? What words of wisdom do you have for them?
1: I would say that it's very important for parents to make themselves aware, to spend some time with their kid going to the places that they get to to be able to set up the the device, whether it's a laptop or an an iPad, or even just a a smartphone to set it up in such a way that none of the history of their internet travels can be deleted and then go where they've gone. That's, that's a very eye-opening and very enlightening experience. Yeah. Obviously I think it's, it's, it's smarter to get ahead of that and to know just how dangerous a place the world actually is. None of us would let our, our, say, our early teenage, or even our teenage kids, we would not allow them to go off to a major city in our nation alone, because we know the dangers of the kind of world that we live in and the capacity for them to become enslaved, captive, to really evil people. Well, in the same way we would not allow them to travel alone, we should not allow them to virtually travel alone. I think it's very important that we recognize the dangers of that world that they could travel in. And we set it up in such a way that they're not alone. We don't allow them to be alone, to travel those places in the uh, world wide web and a world wide web of information and in a world wide web of images. I think it's important for us to know how dangerous that place actually is. And then uh, we don't let them live their lives alone. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that, Younger people are prone to do, anyways, to isolate themselves. Part of trying to find yourself, and your own identity, often involves, and in, you know, you, you you develop your own taste in music as a young person. That's not a bad thing. But I, with my children, I've always wanted to be on top of what, who are your musical influences? I want to know that. I want to hear that music. I want you to share that music with me. I want to know that, and I want to know. But the, the tendency for a young person to pull their hood up and leave their headphones in, and even in the back seat of the family vehicle, go off into total isolation. Well, that's never been allowed in my house, and I discourage it as a pastor. that parents should ban their headphones. We will uh, all listen together. I want to know what you're what you're hearing, and what is what is it what what is moving you right now? What what songs? What artists? What are they saying? Who who are soliciting your heart to be an influence. And what kind of influence are we? So I think that those those things matter. It's a stewardship issue, and we've got to recognize our duty before God to guard these people.
0: Do you think in generations to come that the situation's going to change?
1: You know, it, it is, um, it's a reality. As one famously said, that we're always so excited about what a new invention is going to do for us that we never stop to consider what it's going to do to us, and every new stage of um, human technology presents great challenges. And, and it's never gotten it's not gotten better. There's one particular author, Arthur W. Hunt III, who wrote a book called The Vanishing Word. And in The Vanishing Word, he makes the case that um, in the West, in the modern world, the automobile changed how marriage or romantic relationships ever began, the adventure of the automobile changed everything. Prior to that, a young man would come to visit a family in order to get acquainted with a young woman and would spend time with the family in a parlor or on a porch, (coughs) often around uh, musical instruments and conversation. With the advent of the automobile, a young man just pulled up and took a young woman away from the family and they Travel alone in isolation. In the same way, the Internet and all of the gadgetry and and the worldwide communications have likewise changed how every human relationship begins. I don't think people are anywhere, I don't think the Christian parents are as aware of how much uh, imagery is now being shared between teens, things that would never have happened a generation ago uh lines that are being crossed, the 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 revealing of of one team to another uh, bodily happens through imagery. Uh, I do think that we're headed for worse times and greater dangers and more advanced technology. And I think it's all the more reason why we should be on top of this. We should recognize our need to disciple our children and be stewards of their minds and their spirits.
0: For those who want to learn more about you or about your church, how can they go about doing that?
1: Well, I, anyone interested could visit our website, which is CC Bangor. that's B-A-N-G-O-R, cc for Calvary Chapel, ccbangor.org. And uh, all, really the only thing that's available on there is, is uh, my teaching expositionally through the entire Bible. We have the archive available, and, and uh, that's the thing we like to Point people to and recommend.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today, Pastor Ken Graves. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation, you can always do that by visiting your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.